Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where OP, the Eagle Strikes, writes, It's raining, Jesse. Come inside. I called. It wasn't the first time I'd caught my Irish setter eagerly scooping up grass and dirt with her paws but it was certainly the first time she'd succeeded in uncovering something. Something horrifying. What the heck? I screamed. I locked eyes with Jessie's discovery in the ditch. A woman's corpse. My heart cascaded towards the earth, pulling my limp body in tow. And as darkness enveloped my vision, I prayed that it had all been a direful dream. When I regained consciousness... I found myself lying in the wet grass, eyeing both the setting sun above and Jessie's slobbery tongue. I'm awake, I groaned, sitting up and stroking her. I just took a quick nap. Why am I... Then it all came back to me, and even in that darkening garden, which backs onto a large forest, I could see what lay in the hole. Me. I felt my chest twist and tighten as I expended all of my energy in an effort to retain consciousness. There was absolutely no denying it. The lifeless body in Jessie's ditch was an identical copy of my own. From the brunette hair to every freckle on her newly rotting face, everything but the horizontal scar on her forehead. I ran inside whilst Jessie continued to flip between me and the dead woman who looked like me. My dog whimpered in confusion, and I joined her. But with trembling hands, I managed to pick up my phone from the kitchen counter to ring my husband. Hi, honey, he said. It's a bit late to be ringing me, isn't it? Jack, you need to come home. I shuddered. What's wrong, Sophia? he asked. I'll be home tomorrow. Please ask your boss to let you come home early, I whispered, refusing to peel my eyes from the patio doors overlooking Jessie's ditch. What's going on? Jack asked a little more urgently. I... Jessie found something in the garden that... I can't explain it over the phone, I cried. I was met with silence a pause that filled me with inexplicable dread. It must have lasted no more than two seconds, but it was enough to raise every hair on my flesh. And then, You sound really worked up, darling, Jack said. I'll ask Stuart to let me drive back early. That slowed the immediate alarm bells, 
but it did not still them. I let Jesse inside, and the two of us curled up on the sofa, lights on and patio curtains drawn, though that did nothing to resolve the existential anxiety, as I knew what lay beyond them. Two hours later, Jack returned from his business trip, and Jesse bounded into the hallway to greet him. Where's your mommy? He cooed. Is she okay? When my husband entered the lounge, he beamed brightly at me, a soothing smile that would usually put me at ease. What did our crazy dog find? He asked. I think I need to show you, not tell you, I said. I drew the curtains and opened the patio doors onto our pitch-black garden. It must have been around 10 p.m. The world felt unnervingly still. The only sounds were my squelching footsteps in the grass and Jessie's nervous panting. I pulled my phone from my pocket and shone the flashlight into the ditch. But what I saw filled me with as much terror as the initial discovery. What am I supposed to see? Jack asked, sighing. The ditch was empty. No, it, it was right here, I whispered breathlessly. I passed out when I saw it. Jack nodded. Well, that probably explains it. You got confused and fainted. You're prone to doing that. Yes, but I don't hallucinate things. And the body was still there after I regained consciousness, I huffed. Jack smiled and stroked my face. You always misremember things. Why don't you head up to bed? I'll pick up a McDonald's for us. I need some food, and you could do with a coffee. I begrudgingly agreed, watching from the bedroom window as Jack hopped in the car and went on a late-night McDonald's trip. But I didn't go to bed. Not after the house's external lights revealed something terrifyingly incriminating on the bumper of his BMW. Dirt. My heart was pounding as I pieced together what I could that Jack had clearly slipped into the garden and moved the body to his car before coming inside. Why? Well, I had an inkling as to how I could find the answers about the man I thought I had known for seven years. With Jessie closely following me, still rattled about her discovery in the garden, I headed to Jack's office. It wasn't a room that he had ever forbade me from entering. However, one of his desk drawers had a lock, which had always been a point of contention in our relationship, something that Jack forever dismissed as a security measure against intruders. I didn't know how much time I had before he returned home, so I got to work. I strode through Jack's cluttered workspace, rounding the corner of the desk. Without hesitation, I proceeded to hammer away at the locked drawer with the blunt end of a heavy ornament. Jessie pawed at the drawer inquisitively, barking at the excessive noise. That's it, girl, I grunted, hammering away. Let's make it look like an accident. You were all worked up after all. After repeatedly bludgeoning the drawer lock, the handle eventually snapped off the wood, and the drawer slid open. Inside, there was nothing but a small piece of paper with the following printed words. Desktop, Ruin, Ruin, 940714, 
ampersand. S folder. YUI capital YJ hyphen and 76 hyphen dash 43. Passwords. Not what I'd expected to find, and I knew I had limited time before Jack returned, but there was no way I could waste the opportunity. Everything that I'd known about my husband was a lie. I threw caution to the wind, turning on the monitor and sitting in his desk chair. The password worked. As the desktop loaded, I wondered what I would find in S folder. What sordid secret was my husband keeping? I didn't want to imagine why there would be another me in a shallow grave. Cloning? Time travel? My head was spinning. I searched Windows File Explorer for S folder, and there was one result. A password-protected folder. And so, I shakily entered the key. Inside the folder, I found neither evidence of some master cloning program, nor evidence that my husband had traveled to the future and murdered me. Yes, I'm aware that my hypotheses were ludicrous, but the truth is far less believable. What did I find? Just one word document with an obscure title. The seed process. I opened it to find diagrams and instructions for some sort of ritual. The seed process. I violently trembled at the crudely drawn diagrams. Depictions of humans being lobotomized. Brains in jars. Roots sprouting from the pink matter. I skim-read the list of instructions and the picture of this seemingly supernatural ritual started to form. Remove the brain, plant the seed, water the brain, and watch limbs grow. Let a new, improved human flourish. Mold your loved ones in your desired image. No more resistance. I started to wail uncontrollably, and Jesse nuzzled my leg to soothe me. I could type more of what I read in that document, but recounting it in greater detail would only make me relive that sickening feeling, a horror that cannot be put into words. Jack has been removing my brain, burying my corpse, and regrowing me from the brain outwards, using a seed. Whatever the heck that means. I don't know how many times he's done it, I don't know how many versions of me are buried in the garden. In the forest, perhaps. Jesse likes to dig there, too. But it explains so much. The blank spots in my memory. The misremembering Jack always mentions. The fact that every time I notice a red flag for my husband, I wake feeling different. Refreshed. Compliant. Every time, he's been chipping a piece of me away, changing me, improving me. That night, before he came back to the house, I took Jesse and left without a word. Is he tracking me? I hope not. Whoever me might be. A far stretch from Sophia, that much is certain, and it fills me with a deep sorrow. It also explains the unsalvageable chasm within me. Some repressed, unreachable, past version of myself lies at the bottom of that well, I imagine. After all, Jack killed the real Sophia long ago. 
Who knows how deeply into the forest she's buried. And that was an upvoted no-sleep story by O.P. The Eagle Strikes. Sweet dreams.